is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. Happy New Year to all you barbecue maniacs out there. Barbecue season is starting all around the country, and you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Welcome to another episode of Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. This is where we interview some of the world's best pitmasters and break down what makes them tick. And I have to tell you that this one, this interview, has been a long time in coming. And uh, one of my favorite people in bar- barbecue, we got with us today, Reagan from La Pasadita. How are you doing, my friend? Wonderful. And yourself? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I've We spent a lot of time together last week down at San Antonio for the Ace Hardware Show. And that was really a lot of fun, man. It was uh, getting to do some cool stuff for blues hog and hang out some. And that was great. Yeah. It was awesome to hang out with you. It's been a while since I've got to actually hang out with you. Yeah. Normally it's just, we see each other in passing. We, we have some, a little bit of fun and then we go on, but yeah, we had a good group down there last week and always fun hanging out with the blues hog crew and Mr. Mark. Who's hog? Blues hog. That's right. <laughs> So, and we got to do it in your, uh, in your native Texas. So that was a lot yeah. of fun too. It had been, I think, 12 years since I've been to Texas. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So it was nice. Well, at to least get, the weather was good. Yeah. It was nice to get warm, even though everyone down there was wearing coats. <laughs> <laughs> so the number one question that you got asked last week, and I think you get asked at every barbecue contest, is why no <laughs> shoes? <laughs> yep. Well, no shoes because uh, bad back surgeries. Yeah. Uh, my feet go numb in a sandal or a shoe. So if I don't wear them, they don't go numb. So I just prefer not to wear them. Absolutely. I, I kind of felt bad for you last week just because everyone kept asking. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to ask him, but I got it because everyone's going to want to know. <laughs> no, that's everyone always asks. It's one of those things when you don't wear them, you're going to get questions like that. <laughs> but uh, however, I did learn that bathroom time is an appropriate time for shoes. Yeah, there are shoes always on me just in case because you never know when. <laughs> and you don't go in porta potties without shoes on no matter who you are. No matter who you are. That's right. I mean, that makes you homeless when you start doing that. <laughs> uh, we're going to do stuff in a little different order than I normally do because you had a lot of good things in our conversation last week regarding gear and things. And one of the questions that I normally ask when we get into into stuff like into investments in barbecue my favorite question is what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your barbecue life. And, uh, 
you were telling me about uh, the sauce heater. So there is a new and now I did look at it, it was the the one bottle sauce heater is one hundred nine dollars. So we're at nine dollars over that hundred dollar thing, but still very important and very good for barbecue. I have the two sauce heater. So so the flip bottles that Blues Hog makes they fit right in this heater, and you just turn it on and do it heat it up in the bottles. Yeah, so that's amazing. It is. I used it last weekend. It was awesome. It it changes the way you heat up. Not having a hot plate and a pan on top of it, it sure was nice. Yeah, that's uh, – I may or may not have already bought one this week. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. I, I might have bought it last week. Is there any other tools or little little gadgets that really – I'm pretty sure you've probably made this answer before, but a butter slicer. If you don't have one, go get one. The butter cutter. Yeah, it's my favorite yeah. thing in the world. It's the, the day I saw one and I got one, I was like, well, why would I ever cut butter with a knife again? <laughs> and then one guy asked me, he goes, well, I don't like it because it cuts them into small little squares. I said, stand your butter up, standing up and cut it, and it makes long pieces. And he goes, oh, didn't right. think of that. And you can do two at the same time, and then yes. you're ready to go. You so, Such an efficient use of time. Which one of the like, best tools in barbecue. If you don't have one, go get one. <laughs> it's like eleven dollars or something. It's yes. amazing. <laughs> but it will change will change your idea of cutting butter. Yep. I think my other favorite one besides the butter cutter is the freezer paper. And putting paper. Yeah, putting freezer paper down on your counters before you do oh, anything. Oh. Yeah. And then you can just crumble those up and throw them in the trash and then you're like, huh. Look, I'm ready to go. Sure made things nice. Yeah, it does. It does. Is there any other tools? Hello. Oh, um, if you're a shun guy, shun scissors, the shun kitchen shears. That's right. We did talk about that last week, too. Some of the best kitchen shears I've ever used. I've used a lot of different styles. And since I'm a leg guy and I cut that whole knuckle off, Man, they make life real easy when you get a good pair of scissors. That's right. I bought some legs yesterday, so we'll see. <laughs> well, good luck with them. We'll see how that goes this week. I might do it in the single meat. Nice. Yeah. And you got a? Did you have they a contest? Have a single meat meat. Uh, a single meat uh, chicken. Yes, they on cool. Friday night this week at Barbecue Gives Back. They have single meat chicken, single meat ribs, and turkey. So that's cool. We did a banjo cue, and they did single meat chicken. And it's like always, you know, first contest of the year, I sign up for everything. By about mid-season, I'll be done with that single meat stuff. Well, even <laughs> even Friday night, you'll be going, why did I sign up for all this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing it for practice, baby. Get some practice in, so. Uh-huh, because you need that. I do. I do. Did uh, you, you cook this that. past weekend? I did. I went to a small little thing thinking I was going to go pick on some little guys. And uh, sure as heck, I walked in chicken. I walked in ribs. And then all of a sudden, they went flat. So the little guys picked on me. (laughs) (laughs) Or your brisket were some of my best cooks that day. And I got spanked sideways. Wow. Wow. But it was one of those events where it's on-site judging, and they didn't have that many people, so there were people off other teams judging, and I don't know. 
I had top 10 try my brisket, and I definitely should have won brisket. Yeah. That's hard when you get into those on-site judging, and it's people that may know you or may be affiliated with another team. That's pretty difficult. Or hanging out in their group all week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Watching Watching them put their brisket in the box. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm. one of the things that's always impressed me about you though is that you can go cook pretty much anywhere in texas any sanctioning body and you have a real high degree confidence when you go into those into those well you have to have that confidence if you don't have that you don't have a chance in the beginning where do you think that confidence comes from I don't even know. I'll tell you, actually, I do know. I bet Brad Leininger and Tim Shear taught me that from day one, the first time I took their class. I knew right away watching those two goofballs <laughs> and seeing that they can just kill it, you got to be confident. Absolutely. I 100% agree. It's If you go into the contest and looking at a team sheet and going. Yeah, I don't know. I hope I finish in the top 10. Guess what? That's all you may do. Yep. <laughs> I don't even look at those kind of things anymore. I don't so, want to know. I, you want them to be looking at you instead of them looking. Are you looking for them? Right, right. That's exactly right. How has your career or life experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a competition pit master? Oh, well, I've had a pretty easy life in the last several years. I don't do a whole lot of kind of work for myself, so I fire myself on Thursdays and sometimes <laughs> hire myself back on Monday, maybe Tuesday. So that sometimes. kind of helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's Wednesday before I rehire and fire again on Thursday. So very little having to do stuff makes a big difference about how happy you can be. Right on. But then you just you get into a good mood whenever you're at a contest. Yeah, it's better to stay in a good mood all the time anyways. It doesn't help to be pissed about anything. That's right. And the more upset you are, it seems like more things come on bad ways anyways. Yeah, man. That the mindset, I think, is one of the more undervalued things in our hobby. I will agree because you see guys that are stressed out completely, and yeah, they might hit at a contest one time, but they're not going to hit every weekend. Happiness and relaxation and rest, and having fun, those are all important. You got to have a clear head. If you don't have your mind, if you got your mind thinking about too many things, there's just it makes it hard to cook barbecue. Absolutely. Or if your phone's ringing the whole time, and then you just turn that thing off. I've started doing that. I just, I throw it in the drawer. And... There's a comp time of two hours that that phone needs to be put away anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right. The only thing I use it for then is to take pictures of my boxes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by barbecuedata.com. Barbecuedata.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, Everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to barbecuedata.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, 
all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, Pit Pod. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. We love to talk about successes on these things, and everyone loves us. You know, I won this, I won that. But one of my favorite things to talk about are failures, where people have learned something from something they did at a contest, and it really set them up for success later. Do you have a favorite failure of yours? Um, yeah, very first year at the American Royal down at the dark side, down at the bottoms on the dark side, walking around late night and me and my friend are looking around and we're in a tent and they start duct taping the tent shut. Huh? And I looked at the guy, I said, well, what's going on? And he goes, are you cooking tomorrow? I said, well, yeah. And he goes, you better get out of here because once we tape this shut, you ain't getting out till sunup. And the failure was not staying in the tent to see what really happened because I didn't walk at all in the Royal that year and didn't really do anything. <laughs> I think what would have happened in that tent would have been a lot more fun than me cooking the next day. Wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm pretty what? sure that was a big failure on my part not to sit and stay in the tent. Was it a, like a big party? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had a hot tub in there with girls in it, and it, it looked like it would have been a fun night to stay in the duct tape. I mean, that, it kind of scared me at first when he's duct taping this tent shut. But right. When he, like, what he was, when he said what he was doing, I was like, damn, I, I probably should stay. Yeah, man. Like, And I probably should have. That is the best failure story of all time on, <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I, mean, I should have went into the, the tent. That's the bottom. I mean, that's the bottoms. That's why the bottoms were so much fun, though. Yeah, it. it, it I got to do it our first first royal, and it was the last time they had it there. And man, just such an experience to do that. And we got in late, so we were on the dark side. And I thought it was kind of neat to be able to see that. You know, one yes. Time. In all the new locations, yeah, they say there's a dark side or there's a separation. There is no dark side compared to what it was at the bottoms. Right. It's and it was and we cooked the invitational on the dark side. So getting up that Saturday morning. Oh like yeah. Cooking in a zombie apocalypse. Well yeah, I the mean, music never stops. The music never stops. There are people laying everywhere. There's <laughs> people inside your pit when you go to open it up <laughs> no one else is cooking but us and it's like wow I don't even really feel like I'm at a major barbecue contest because <laughs> it's just a wasteland <laughs> not sure exactly where you're at but you're sitting there going man I gotta get cooking right I gotta get this stuff done and yeah, this is so much fun yes sir <laughs> I love that that is that is the best story that's ever been told on that's been <laughs> You know, I should have back there somewhere. Should have stayed in the duct tape. <laughs> I, I definitely should have. I, I regret it every year that I go back to the Royal. <laughs> and there's really not a dark side anymore. So it would have been a lot of fun. And it probably would have been a lot better story. If I was a lot saying. better story. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. We'd probably be talking about it for years to come. Right. Absolutely. What's the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you? Um, guys, surprisingly, I, how easy you can make barbecue. 
when you stop caring about winning every time and you expect, you know, you, you're going to go cook good food, cook the best you can, you'll start winning a lot more when you stop caring about winning. I agree. And that surprised me a lot because I was always so stressed all the time about going to a comp and, oh, I got to get up there. I got to win. I got to put all this money in. And, and the minute you stop caring about it is the minute you start winning a, a lot and all over the place. What's the most that you've won in a year? Um, Jeez. In Texas scene, I've won five in one year. But that's a lot different. It was I could find competitions so close to the house, and it was a lot of judging that was picked off the street. So I knew places I could go and win easily. Right. In KCBS, I've only had I've never had more than two wins in a year. Really, that's the most. Yep. Which KCBS is just a lot harder. It's a lot more. A lot of guys that know exactly what they're doing. In our judging, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than any other association I've been to. I agree. I I find the randomness of some of the stuff that goes on, you know, it's just a little, I don't know, it's awkward. Yes. <laughs> it's awkward to talk about because I don't want to sit here and run down any anybody. No. And it's... we all are going to have issues no matter where we're at, but if you can find less issues... That's probably where you want to cook. I'm going to give yep. a small shout out to the Messermeister knife people. Oh, um, yes. Who hooked me, hooked me up with a couple of knives this past weekend and super. <laughs> they're, really they're, beautiful they're, knife that you went home with. It looked like someone's personal knife. The, yeah, the chef's knife that they gave me, the Oliva, is, it's super nice. I had to. Because I was really worried about bringing my suitcase, man, because there was no case or anything for it. <laughs> so I fashioned a knife, like a, a a guard out of cardboard and tape at the hotel. <laughs> this we, woman we do what we got to do, right? This woman was so freaked out that I'm standing there with this chef's knife at her counter, <laughs> like I need I need cardboard and tape. <laughs> you scared them all before you ever even got on the plane. Exactly, but it made it home safe, and the first thing I did when I got home was took it out and used it, so pretty exciting. Nice. <laughs> what, getting back on track here a little bit, what do you think separates a good pit master from a great pit master? Um, really focused, really caring about what you're doing, knowing – that you can do good, but not just walking away from your stuff all the time. There's a three and a half hours out of any cook-off that you really have to concentrate. Other than that, you can do whatever you want the whole time. But to focus on everything, and mainly your finish, when you go into a box, because that's what makes the difference. When you're putting stuff in the box, really focus on what you're doing. Right. Would you argue that a contest is won or lost in the last 10 minutes? It is. It's your finished done. The last thing you put on that piece of meat is the first thing a judge tastes. I agree. And it's so something... you could, I mean, you watch Tim Shear and he'll let his kids season and sauce all his stuff. He can knock half of that off of there and he'll beat us all with some stuff that he finished in last second. That's where I think Timmy really is amazing. <laughs> 
his finished taste can beat almost any of us. There's very few of us that have taste buds that, like he does. Yeah, it's and some advice that he's given me over the years, especially after trying my food, has really helped my game a lot. It's, I agree. Uh, and if you don't have great taste buds, you find someone that does because someone there to actually give you a good judgment of what you're putting out there makes a huge difference. Who would you say has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? I'm going to go back to that old shake and bake. <laughs> the old... If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> Just even watching him work, you know, dishes on the sampling table that we had at the show. He does dishes? Well, no, like just the tacos. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no I way was, he's cleaning was, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever entered Tim's trailer, you would know there's not a lot of cleaning. <laughs> but, yes, the way he, I don't know, he, he simplifies barbecue real in a big way to where you notice it. Just being around him, you notice it, and you're like, okay, I'm doing way, I'm working way too hard. And I say that to Kim all the time. I'm like, you know, we care about all these small little bits of minutia when at the end of the day, it's that last 10 minutes, you know? Doesn't it really matter. Is. I mean, you do have to cook your food right, and you have to make sure your finish is right, but it's really in the last 10 minutes when you win and lose. Yep. And remember, salt wins, even if you don't like it. On those hot days, salt wins, so you hammer it. Hot. People are thirsty. People want need the electrolytes, the salt. That's a great tip, everybody. Yep, because it's not really what we like. And I'm not a salt guy. I don't love salt, but I know what will hit to a judge on a hot day, and sometimes you just have to pound it. Right. <laughs> what, when, you're, when you hear the word successful, in terms of barbecue, who's the first person that comes to mind? Brad Leininger. Get yeah. basted. The guy's been in barbecue, what, 11 years now? And if you look at his record over those 11 years, I would say that's a pretty big success. Oh, I agree 100%, dude. Like, he's... And there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, Darren, I was smoking D's, amazing. But you look at Brad and just the way he's how short a time he's been in barbecue and he really has turned out just amazing. And not just from the competition side, but also with restaurants and yeah, everything like he seems to touch and see, he must have some type of gold hidden in there somewhere. <laughs> Lucky rabbit's foot. I'm not sure what it is. He's hiding one of these days. One of us is going to find it and start destroying the market again. <laughs> Or maybe so, he'll start drinking. Oh, wait, he can't drink anymore. Uh, we don't need him to go away from us. No, we don't need that. That'd be bad. That'd be bad. What the? <laughs> this is the question I've been dying to ask you because there, there's got to be a lot of these. So I'm really excited. <laughs> do you have, do you, I mean, because your trailer is amazing. It's oh, probably one of the most interesting places to go visit and barbecue. Do you have a lot of habits or rituals or routines that you have to do during a, a contest? I have some. Uh, some I really can't speak because they might be illegal in some states. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, everyone needs to have little things that you do. It sets yourself apart. And then put yourself in a game set, game time. Here we go. But what are they? You got to share. Probably would have helped helped your Virginia boys when they played basketball last weekend. Oh, man. A brutal day. But Texas is still going, so we can cheer for that. No, do we have to? <laughs> you got to be more specific on the on the superstitions, um, dude. Oh man, I a lot of them I can't talk. <laughs> oh, do, you, do you have special clothes that you wear? Is there any kind of drink you need no, to have at I, a certain time? The minute I get dirty on a clothes, I throw it in another pile and put another one on. <laughs> so, I I wear my shackles. Uh, I've got my. My blues hog shackle I wear on my ankle, and my other one getting basted on my ankle, and they seem to bring me a little luck from Tim and Brad gnawing on me saying, nope, don't do that. <laughs> For those I have every comp, uh, you got to have good coffee in the morning. It makes a big difference. Huge difference. And I have my own coffee machine. with a. It's got everything in the world, full cappuccino machine, and I used to drink anything, and you have good coffee. It makes a big difference. I learned I won't just drink anything anymore. Yeah, I had that problem this morning. <laughs> well, I've been gone for two weeks, and I went to go make coffee this morning. Sunday, Yesterday was Sunday. I went out and got coffee. and So I went to go make, and I was out of coffee, and I was like, son of a bitch. Ruin your whole day. Not really. I texted the neighbors because they love good coffee too, and I'm like, emergency, need a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, having good neighbors makes a big difference too, right? Yeah, and same and within barbecue. Absolutely, man. Is there next to some people that are mad at life and yelling and screaming the whole time, and you're wondering what the hell's going on in their trailer, and right. you just threw your whole day off. I don't. I try now to abuse whatever little privilege i can muster to try and plan who's going to be next to me <laughs> yes yeah if you have the choice in any way shape or form i mean try to put yourself around family that we all know in barbecue because there is a huge family that are good people in barbecue and very little do you run across the other side of it but they're out there they're out there that's for sure and you can be real miserable on the wrong day being next to them and that's the last thing that I want to do. So I try and create an environment where I'm going to be at ease and don't have to worry about anyone around me, you know? Yes, sir. It makes it a lot more fun. It makes barbecue worth being there. Are you a music guy when you're cooking? I, yeah, I listen to a little bit of everything. You never know. Two Live Crew all the way to Chris Stapleton. <laughs> I got some Frank Sinatra all in there. You never know what might pop on next. My favorite song now that when it comes on is uh, "Jump in the Line" by Harry Belafonte. I just all right. I'm be adding <laughs> that one too. The Rhinestone <laughs> Cowboy on my way to that deal in San Antonio came on, and that's one of Fred Robles' songs. And all I can think about is Fred Robles dancing around in his royal cape, swinging his crown around at everybody. <laughs> Oh, Fred! Redstone Cowboy is his. Fred's got a lot of musical things. His other one's John Mayer. Oh, oh, he loves some some. Is it who says I can't get stoned? Because I, no. I like that one. 
No, it's uh, <laughs> Body is a Wonderland. He likes to listen to that while he's trimming brisket. All right. Yeah, I don't get it. Something new I'm going to mess with him because he's right behind me at the Royal. Oh, you're definitely going to have to mess with him. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, his walk song in CBA is like the Price is Right. Or no, it's the Wheel of Fortune anthem. <laughs> And for a while, I kept just going, what the heck is that sound? I know that that tune. And finally, someone goes, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, God. <laughs> that totally makes sense. But that sounds like Fred. Oh, did you see our boy Robert Smith went up to that contest and won chicken last week? And that was a big event up there. Those Those boys were out having a good time. Yep. Yeah. Pretty awesome to hear that he That's did that. That's where I should have gone instead of picking on the little backyarders and got picked on myself. <laughs> you thought you were going to be the bully, and then you got bullied. <laughs> uh, I, exactly. <laughs> when you're getting ready for a contest from week to week, do you try and do the same things every day? Yes, I pick up my meats on a certain day. I trim on certain days. Uh, like If I'm going to go buy chicken and stuff, it's always on Tuesday. And that I trim that same night. Besides brisket, I wait until the night before I leave or when I get there. But mainly probably because my trash comes on Wednesday, so I want all that raw meat in my trash gone, not sitting there for a week. Right, especially in, especially in but, Texas. But, yes, there are some things that you just do on days, and once it works, you can't get it out of your head, and you just continue doing it. And if you notice you didn't do it, then you – you imagine things going wrong. And I know right. we're not supposed to, but once you're in your own mind, yep. you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things to do is I just, just to run that checklist. I mean, my life now doesn't make, it makes it that sometimes I can't get to everything on the exact day. But as long as I have the core list of things done the night before I leave, then, then my mind is at ease. So yeah, and if you can do that, the minute you set your mind at ease and not—that's the problem with barbecue cooks. If we think too hard, we're in big trouble. Right, you can get in your own head, and that's the worst place to be—is up there. You start changing things, or you start just doing things backwards of what you would normally do. Yep, I do see that you did. Uh, you did pretty good in Georgia last fall. Fourth place. I, did. I wish that contest was not going away, but from what I understand, it might be gone for good. That banjo cue, and man, that was a good contest. That was the first time I ever did it. And Johnny Triggs been trying to tell me to do it for years, and finally I was like, okay, I'm gonna go out there. And man, that was a big money paying event that didn't even have to do great at. But if my ribs would have hit just a tiny bit, I better I would have won it. Gone home with a banjo. It's a, one of the trademark events on the East Coast. And Was that your first time cooking in Georgia? It was. Uh, I try not to go through Atlanta unless I have to, just because traffic's really bad in Atlanta, and drivers are not the greatest. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. I have to go down there twice in the next couple of weeks. So, Oh, boy. I'm not really looking forward to it that you much. You definitely have to choose the roads you go on. That's in the time that you get there. That's the. And sometimes that doesn't even matter. I've been through there all times a day in Atlanta. It's just they got some very aggressive drivers. 
<laughs> I did enjoy driving around in Texas the days that I got to do it. Like, it seems like everybody was pretty solid on the road, so. That's a good thing. It doesn't happen all the time. No. Then I got back to Georgia and everything was, or <laughs> I got back to Virginia and everything was just a disaster. But Back to normal. Back to normal. Yeah, it was fun getting home after being gone for two weeks. So, Well, yeah, you've been on the road for a while, and you seem to do that quite a bit. That 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 becomes a lot of work itself. It is, but I enjoy it, and I got to meet a lot of cool people, especially down in Texas. Uh, San, uh, Kansas City was a lot of fun, too, for the Big 12 tournament, getting to see Brad and Joe and cook along with those guys. is a lot of fun. But that's what's great about barbecue, man, just hanging out with cool people and spending time. Yes, sir. So I got a question for you. Okay. <laughs> so you you and Joe Pierce, I hear, are going to go play with Michael out in Memphis in May and do a whole hog. <laughs> so what kind that's... of chance do you think you got against that other team out there? There's something about, I think they're called uh, Blue and Hog, Blues Hog, I think. Blues Hog, Blues Hog, yeah. It's... I think they did really well last year on their first year cooking whole hog. They they may yeah. have. I saw a lot of people wearing uh, wearing big championship rings this past <laughs> so week. So how do you plan on going out there and taking care of that and doing it right since you're a Blues Hog guy? <laughs> I am a Blues Hog guy, um, but I am also very excited to go <laughs> uh, with Joe and, and Michael Simon. And, you know, Joe is one of the top, you know, I think he's he's one of the best out there. Uh, I mean, that's TV Joe. And he's been doing it for so long and been at the top for so long. Plus, yes, you know, sir. I'm, I'm literally the dishwasher slash add a log guy on that team, probably. Well, you know? I hope they realize how much you know about cooking a whole hog because I'm not sure they've <laughs> done too much of that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the experience level. I've cooked uh, quite a few at this point. So. Hopefully I can add to the to t- So hopefully and- they don't just put you in the dishwashing <laughs> station the whole time. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. But yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good to I've never been to Memphis in May, so I'm really well, excited about that. I can't wait. That. It'll be good to see you and hopefully we're near each other. Oh, I'm sure we will be. I I just I've never been there. So I'm excited to go and see what Memphis is all about, see what the contest is all about, and hopefully we'll Put together a couple of good hog, couple of cool hogs, you know. Especially stuff. since it's down in the in the old location, back to the river. Uh, yeah, it's called Tom Lee Park, I believe. Yep, Tom Lee Park. Right. How many times have you been there? I've been twice, and one time at the park, and one time cooking with the hogs up at the new location, and that was fun. But it still was just in a parking lot. Right. So It'll the river just such a better environment definitely well i'm looking forward to it plus we get to spend more time together so be i fun. know we'll have a lot of fun just as a group of barbecue cooks no matter what team we're on <laughs> you had to bring that up didn't you <laughs> <laughs> i mean that there's got to be a winner and a loser there's got to be you know it's uh it's fun mark was mark was knows? talking a little... y'all, y'all could pull it off somehow some way but I'm pretty be... sure that there's another team that's thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm sensing maybe a touch of a rivalry forming at the, for the Memphis maybe, maybe a little bit. 
<laughs> but if we didn't have those, we wouldn't have fun. That's right. And it's all in good fun, Toby. And usually friends are the best rivals in the world. Absolutely. I'm just excited about listening to the Joe and Brad smack talk back and forth. That'll be that, pretty fun. That's a lot of fun no matter where you're at. If you ever get to sit with them at a awards table, that oh my is gosh. Just a good time. It's uh yeah, I got to cook well, right next to Joe and Brad was right across the deal at Big Twelve and I'll tell a funny Brad story real quick. We had to do this Idaho and mashed potato challenge where we had to top instant mashed potatoes. And I did some, you know, some Asian meatballs and Brad did a big like Italian meatball. And so Brad had to go first on side judging. And he starts talking about how he used the instant potatoes as the binder in his meatball. And as soon as he was done, I was like, hey, thanks for that. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, the whole using the potatoes as a binder in your meatball, I'm going to use that. (laughs) And he's like, you better not. (laughs) I was like, well, why don't you come over here in about 20 minutes when it's my turn? He probably shouldn't have said that loud then. He shouldn't have. So he comes over and he's standing right there, right at Joe's table. And I start talking. And I was like, you know, I thought it'd be a good idea to use the potatoes two ways. So use the potatoes as a binder. He just stood there and shook his head. And uh, <laughs> Joe just walked away and goes, you're a dick. And I was like, yeah. So so who won that? I, uh, in turn, who won it? I'm not sure. I can't remember who, who won. Who won the... between you and Brad, though? Oh, I finished fourth and Brad finished fifth. So uh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> I finally beat him at something cooking related, so that was cool. That's a good day. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fun event. We got to cook different stuff. We did beef ribs uh, on the Friday there. There's more comps did beef ribs. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love cooking them. We finished second, so it was just an overall good deal. So much that I'm going to cook them today just for funsies. Just for you. Just for me and Kim, yeah, just for dinner. Nothing wrong with that. Cool, man. Well, let's jump into these. Uh, I feel like you and I could just talk for hours on here. About yeah, barbecue. we can find ourselves lost pretty easily. Yeah, maybe we'll do uh, a Q&A one day. We'll get crowdsourced questions and have those right. coming. But I do have some rapid-fire questions, which are my favorites to ask. Okay. So, I'll try a me. rapid answer. <laughs> what do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Well, nothing because I'm not on social media, never have been, never will be. This is maybe the best answer ever to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so your I'm life, very lucky. I don't have any of those problems. Your life is infinitely better because of that. Uh, <laughs> that might make my barbecue better for sure. It, <laughs> Do you have a favorite pre, during, or post-competition meal? Um, Enchiladas. Cheese enchiladas. Before cheese. or after, or both. Or both. Cheese enchiladas. Excellent. Do and you have a... have chicken in the cheese, but it's got to have good queso cheese enchiladas. <laughs> Do you have a favorite present that you like to give people? Gummies. <laughs> Gummies. Oh, wait, wait. Maybe. <laughs> no, you're allowed to say it. It's fine. Gummies, definitely gummies. I, I like giving. I like to watch the reaction of people once they've eaten the gummies. <laughs> we had a neighbor at the Ace show that we got to watch some pretty fun stuff. <laughs> I kept looking at her. I'm like, 
girl, you better take it easy. <laughs> yep. Some people just keep piling them in like candy should be piled in, but they realize later that maybe that wasn't just candy. <laughs> maybe I've made a tragic error. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm pretty sure they left pretty early on Sunday. Oh, they were, yeah, they were gone. Packed up and gone before any of us even thought we could get going. <laughs> I'm sure they got a, a nicely worded nasty gram from the people. I imagine they got a little lashing. Yep, yep. That's a great present to give, though. It's one of my. But we all need too. a spanking sometimes. It makes you a little happier on the long run. Absolutely. Last question, which is probably my favorite question: If you could have a billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions of people, what would it say and why? Uh, stay happy. Stay happy. Because we all need to be happy. A happy day makes a better day. Absolutely. I agree with that. That that one will stay in my mind for a while because that's super important. That creates that mindset we were talking about earlier. It puts you in the right place and doesn't matter what anyone else wants to do about it. They do whatever they want. That's right. That's right. Well, Reagan, thank you so much for being on, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Luke. I had a good time, and we'll see each other down that road. We would plug his social media, but there isn't any. (laughs) (laughs) That's the easy part about me. But you can find him, and you can find his chicken. uh, He did a chicken video on the uh, com website that is you'll see me a lot on social media i'm just not on social media. right <laughs> he's, he's a legend folks he's a legend and check I out get that chicken put on social media a lot of times <laughs> doesn't well, mean my, i have it right right well my friend i can't wait to see you again and uh definitely hang out some more i'm looking forward you to as it. well and safe travels Thanks.